What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. John Lim here, and we're moving forward with May Bush. May was formerly an investment banker and COO with Morgan Stanley Europe. She is now an executive coach, advisor, speaker, strategic thinking partner, and author of the book, Accelerate, Nine Capabilities to Achieve Success at Any Career Stage. She has just launched a new program based off of that book, which you're going to learn about today. Welcome, May. How are you today? I am really excited to be here, so I'm great. Oh, well, I'm excited to have you, and I know that our listeners are going to be so interested to hear about you and the great work you're doing. So I only covered a very, very little bit in the intro, and I was wondering if you could flesh that out, tell us about yourself, and share a little of your career journey with our listeners. Well, thanks for asking, John. And uh, first, I just want to start by saying that I feel really blessed, not only in my career, uh, but also in my family. And um, I feel blessed because I made a lot of mistakes in my career, and it still turned out okay. So I want to reassure <laughs> anyone who's listening that that is not something to worry about. It's just something to to learn from and keep going. Mistakes, I mean. Yeah. And when I think about my career um, or my life, I think of it in three big chunks. The first chunk being uh, growing up as a nice Chinese girl, child of immigrants, my sister and I. And that was something that prepared me for the second chunk, which was my investment banking career, which was very challenging for me, Um, but it turned out to be something that I learned a huge amount from and I'm so grateful for. And that in turn helped me prepare for this third chunk of my life and career, which is now being an entrepreneur and um, taking all the things that I learned, mostly the hard way during those corporate years and um, now applying it and packaging it in a way and pulling it together in a way that can really reach a lot of people and help people by well, sharing all those things I learned. That's awesome. Well, May, you, you talked a little bit about the, 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 the long road that you have. Talk a little bit about transitioning from chunk two to chunk three, where you were working in the corporate world, and then you decided to make that entrepreneurial leap. Wow. That, I'll, I'll, the reason I say wow is that was probably the both – most scary thing I mm. ever did and also therefore the most courageous thing I ever did, which was to leave something that was going perfectly well <laughs> and do something totally different. But that did leverage um, my my first career. So as you mentioned before, I had 24 years in that first career. Yeah. And during that 24 years, I actually had about mm, eight to nine to 10 different roles. So every two or three years, I did want to do something new. I entered that first career, that chunk two, not really wanting to be a finance person, not really wanting to be in capital markets per se, that I wanted to find challenge. And it just so happened that my challenge was in finance and capital markets. And what 
the reason I mention that is that I always felt that I was meant to do something um, different. Uh, I like variety, and that's why I changed all those roles all those years, but also something different. I'm, I'm really interested by people and what makes each of us tick and, and how we can each be successful and fulfill our potential and what makes groups work together well or not so well in organizations as well. So it, after 24 years, every, every couple of years, I would be reevaluating and thinking, mm, what am I meant to do next? And um, the, the firm I was at was fantastic and they kept coming up with these new fantastic opportunities. So I kept staying. But then finally, after 24 years, I looked at it and I said, you know, if I don't go now, I will not ever go. And so I had to make that leap. And it was a surprise to everyone. But I think of it like, uh, you know, those cartoon characters, the roadrunner kind yeah. of thing where they're <laughs> running really fast and they're running so fast that they go right off the edge of the cliff yeah. and their legs are still going. And then they then they realize, oh, no. <laughs> I think you describe me almost every day. That's <laughs> I have those <laughs> moments every single day. So well, Good for you, John, because that's how life really ought to be lived, I think. Um, so in my case, I um, felt like I was falling you know, when I left, and um, or before I left, this is how I perceived it, that and, and then that cartoon character, as they're dropping down, they see a branch and they grab onto the branch and they go, oh, thank goodness, and they're holding on for dear life. And then they hold on, hold on, and then they can't hold on and their fingers slip open and they fall. And then you realize, oh my gosh, the whole time I was only 12 inches off the ground. <laughs> I love that analogy, May. And for moving forward listeners, I think that is really, really just, it, I think, I love the analogy, first of all. I mean, just uh, I've seen that Roadrunner cartoon, and I grew up with it, and I know our, a lot of our listeners have. And yeah, I, I think you hit on something. And May, I'm really interested to ask, uh, where did you get the philosophy that every couple of years I have to reevaluate where I am? Because I think so many of us, and I was stuck for a long time as well, so many of us get into a pattern, we get into a comfort zone, and then we fall into that trading time for money trap. And it's mm. so easy to get complacent. So what was it about you? Was it your upbringing? Was it uh, something that inspired you to kind of have that philosophy that every couple of years, I've got to evaluate where I am and where I'm going next? Talking to you now, John, and having you ask me these excellent questions, it it, it makes it sound like I was really actually purposeful about all of this. When uh, looking back, I think it was a couple things. One is I just have a uh, uh, a need for variety. Yeah, we're all built differently, and so I like to uh, have lots of different things. My mother reminds me that I used to do my homework while watching television <laughs> and uh, chatting with my sister or actually I think the third thing of this multitasking, which is now we discover is a terrible thing, but was probably th doing something not so good like eating popcorn or something like that. I don't know, May. I mean, I think the science changes every week. So who knows? By next week, multitasking may be the end thing. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. Uh, so I just like variety. I also, um, you know, one thing I think is really important to everyone who's thinking about their career and comfort zones being inside them, outside them, is to get in touch with what it really motivates you, what drives you career-wise. And um, 
it wasn't until later that I, now that I'm a coach and, and I, uh, I, I have done a lot more studying on the subject, but there is a whole body of work done by this MIT professor, Edgar Schein, and it's about career anchors. Mm-hmm. And so what really and uh, what anchors you in a particular career direction. And he's got, uh, I think, six or seven different career anchors. And and some of them are about um, having stability and structure and and what you've just referred to as safety, let's say. And uh, another one, which is really what drives me, is challenge. So so for somebody driven by challenge and variety, I think it's – it comes a little bit more naturally to reassess because your own internal clock says, oh, you know, I'm getting a little bored here. Yeah. Let me look and see. Uh, and for others, it may be something that needs to be a little bit more purposeful. Uh, and I think the other thing is my family was very focused on uh, being excellent. Whatever you chose to do was fine, but you wanted to always strive to be excellent at mm. at it. And um, great foundation. Yeah. And when you reach what you think is excellent for a particular thing that you're doing, then you start looking around to say, oh, well, okay, what else do I need to be excellent at? Well, talk a little bit about the work that you're doing now as an executive coach, as an advisor, as a strategic thinking partner. I think it's so exciting and and kind of how Chunk 3 has, has really come to fruition for you. Yeah, well, I, I took about nine months between chunks two and three just to decompress and uh, get some sleep, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and during that time, I wasn't sure what my next uh, big thing was supposed to be. The foundation for it is this belief that I have that um, – I came to realize that work is where we spend most of our waking hours Mm -hmm. and that at work, I noticed in myself, I noticed in people around me and in other companies that most of us are not operating at our full potential and that the world of work can make us sort of cautious. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of pressure, there's a lot of stress and I figured out that we're leaving a lot on the table, a lot of um, powerful energy and ability to contribute and a lot of excellence so that if all of us are in these very uh, pressure-filled environments where we're not always in a place where we feel like we can do our best, be our best, take those risks that we need to take, I just feel like the world actually needs us to be able to release all that and be our best and and uh, make the world a better place. Yeah. So um, that then led me to think, well, what can I do? What do I know and what expertise do I have that I could share with people to help them be at their best more of the time? And um, it is really in this area of helping people make this next leap forward in their careers, in their professional lives, and uh, to be better, do more, and make the difference they're meant to make in the world. So that's something that I've set as my mission to to serve a million people. And I just picked a million because I wanted it to be bigger. Yeah, um, I get a lot of satisfaction from coaching people one-on-one. 
Uh, but again, I like challenge, and I, I'm just wanting to be able to share the benefits to with more people. I love it. That's awesome. And, and you know, May, I mean, just hearing the passion in your voice for what you're doing now, I think a million, you might have set the bar a little bit low. It sounds like, you know, what you're doing is so exciting. It's so needed. So, I mean, let's say a million is just a starting point for you. John, I love how you're thinking. So <laughs> half the time I sit here and think, oh my goodness, how am I going to get to a million? And people ask me that. Uh, and then on the other hand, I was so refreshed when um, a young woman I was, I've been mentoring over the years, she said to me, uh, she's from China, and she's now in England, and she said, well, May, you know, a million, that's just like a small village yeah. <laughs> back in China. So just what you said, set your set sights higher. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what we do here on Moving Forward. So I'm so glad that you shared that. And I really appreciate your insights for our Moving Forward listeners. Well, May, this leads perfectly into my next question. So how do you get inspired each morning to conquer the day? Well, first, I am, like I said at the beginning, I am just so grateful and when I um, get up in the morning, I set some intentions for the day. I uh, think through the three things that I'm most grateful for. And um, I'm a morning person, too. So I, I love having the whole day ahead of me and uh, looking at what I can really achieve and, and get done. So it's really this gratitude practice that I've started Oh, that's that great. makes a big difference for yeah. me, yeah. and it just starts me off on a positive note. You know, do you have a particular iteration? I mean, is it something that uh, you, you think of? Is it something you say out loud? I know for some people, journaling or writing it down can be very helpful. Do you have a particular iteration for the gratitude practice, which I think is so important, and it's a great way to start your day? Uh Yes. Yeah, so first, I think of it. So when I'm I'm not quite awake, you know, uh, I'm I'm still lying in bed. I think through the things that I'm grateful for right then and there, yeah. and then <clears throat> after I actually get up, um, I will journal that. Mm-hmm. I think writing things down is is important. There's actually some research, neuroscience research, that shows that your brain. Uh, it activates a different part of your brain when you write things down yes. with pen or pencil and paper yeah. as opposed to, say, typing it or saying right. it to yourself. Right. So I think those th- having that combination is really powerful. Yeah. And moving forward, listeners, I mean, you've heard it from May and you've heard it from so many of our inspirational guests. I mean, start your day with gratitude. I mean, I think three things – you know, it's a really, really wonderful practice. It's something that I've started incorporating more into my life, and it really sets the tone for the day. So, May, I'm really glad you shared that with our listeners today. Yes, and I think this would have helped me back in my corporate days. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I can promise been, you. It might have been harder to do that. back then, but yes, I think it, it is something that no matter where you are in that stage, if you're in chunk one, two, three, or chunk 50, I think it's an exercise. It's, a, it's really a great practice that you can start incorporating today. Yes, and um, is this a moment where we can say what not to do at the start of your day? Absolutely, yeah. I think that's a great that's a great spin. And in fact, you know, you may be the first guest, May, who has actually shared a what not to do. So that's really exciting. I'd love to hear what it is you recommend for our listeners not to do. Yes. 
So the the one thing you must never do first thing is check your emails. <laughs> I need to <laughs> never. I need to work on that one. <laughs> yes, never, never because uh and by the way, that's the first thing I did. Yeah. Every morning when I woke up when I was in my corporate life. Yes. And it's the last thing I did before I went to bed. Oh my gosh. It's, Those a, it's, are a, it's a bad habit that I'm still trying to kick. So I'm so glad you're, you're saying that. And this is going to help me move forward as I know it will for a lot of our listeners. So May, talk about the pitfalls of checking your email first thing in the morning. Yeah. Well, first, the, the first bad thing is that it, you are then immediately drawn to doing something that is not on purpose mm. on when i say on purpose is we all have a, a purpose yes. in life so you got to really get in touch with what is your mission what is your bigger purpose and and then you want to spend the first hour of your day or first half hour doing that something that contributes to that something that you want to do that is super important for you to accomplish that day because that is going to really help you to feel great the whole day because oh, yeah. you know you've done that thing and uh, when you check email, then you get dragged into other people's purpose. Mm. Oh, I think that is uh, that is a huge knowledge burst for moving forward listeners. And this is a, this is something I'm working on moving forward listeners. It's something that many of you struggle with. I think that's great advice, May. I mean, get off of that habit of just having your phone tied to your hip and looking at your email. And I love the way you phrase that. You're getting dragged into other people's purposes as opposed to focusing on your own. So great, great knowledge share. Thank you. I'm so glad. Absolutely. And that's that's one that you have reminded me on today's episode. This is something I need to work on so I can move forward. So I absolutely love it. So May, as you know, part of the entrepreneurial and career journey is about facing setbacks and failures. That's just part of life. So I was wondering if you could share with our listeners a time where you felt like you failed uh, or maybe a setback that you faced and it seemed insurmountable at the time, but it ended up being really a turning point for you, a signal that it's the right time to pivot or shift course. Well, what I'd like to uh, share with you, John, are um, two different vignettes, one of which it was a failure and another one which was a pivot. Absolutely. Um, because I think that sometimes um, when – so my, my one of my many times when I failed or fell down or uh, didn't, didn't do as well as I wanted to was uh, I was passed over for big promotions twice. Mm. And I watched other people get promoted ahead of me. Uh, people that were – in the corporate world, you, you actually come in in cohort groups. You have a class. And so somebody right. from the class behind me got promoted before me. It was very anxiety-producing. And uh, that might have been an opportunity to pivot. But for me, it was an opportunity to stick with it, hmm. to evaluate whether it was still a valid goal for me. Uh, was, was it still on purpose for me to – strive to get that next promotion and based on the feedback I got you know I was close but close is only good in horseshoes yeah that game and so I did stay the course on that I suppose a pivot that I needed to make was um, it, it made me realize that I needed to be a little bit more savvy about my 
brand. Mm-hmm. How, and by brand, I mean how I was conveying myself and the value that I bring. And to whom was I conveying that? I was not um, sharing my true value and demonstrating my true value with enough people and enough opinion leaders so that when my my department head, uh, now I wasn't in the room, but this is what I'm inferring, I think that he would, would get a lot of pushback from other people. He might be pushing for me, but then others are skeptical. They're saying, I don't really see May in that light, or ha- can she really produce those results and, uh, and, and that sort of thing. So I, I realized that it was not just about redoubling my efforts, but about being more conscious of who needed to see me demonstrating that value and making that value clear. So I don't know if that qualifies as a pivot or not. Oh, absolutely. I May, I think okay. the huge, huge aha moment, and I got chills in my bones when you said this brand, because so many of us, and I think this is important, I've interviewed a lot of entrepreneurs, and of course, when you think of entrepreneurs, you think of brand, and branding is so important to you as an entrepreneur, but so many people miss out on the important facet that a brand is important in a career too. And I love how you tied that in. The fact that you weren't focusing enough on your brand. That is a huge, huge pivot. And I'm sure it's it's a lesson that has paid in many dividends now that you are in the entrepreneurial world. But I think it's equally important when you're in a career to focus on your brand and you hit on that key knowledge burst that brand is about communicating your value. So I absolutely love that. And moving forward, listeners, whether you're in a business or a career, you got to focus on your brand. You've got to make sure that your value is known. I, I absolutely love that, May. That is a huge, huge knowledge share. Fantastic. I think it's on a relative basis, even more differentiating if you in a corporate career realize that you've got to have this cultivate and share this personal brand. Absolutely. And it's precisely because of what you just said, John, that in the entrepreneurial world, we all know that. So we're all on par in doing that. But in the corporate world, most people were probably like me, just doing our job, keeping our head down, doing our job and not thinking about things beyond the task at hand. And so that can really differentiate you even more if yeah. you do become aware and do it in the right way. I mean, it's Absolutely. not about um, doing schlocky advertising. <laughs> right. No. And I think that's an, an important distinction too. I, and, and for moving forward listeners, having a brand isn't about, I love that. It's not about schlocky advertising, but it really is about communicating your value to your colleagues, to upper management, to corporate, and of course, most importantly to your clients. So I think that's, that's mm. really, really key. Yeah. Stop being the best kept secret. Oh, yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. In fact, <laughs> that, that should be the, the title of this episode, May. What do you think? Stop being the best kept secret. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Well, May, are you ready for the knowledge burst session? Absolutely. I love this term, knowledge burst. I wrote it down just oh, now. My, it's, that is a, knowledge burst is a term, is a knowledge burst for me. Awesome. I absolutely love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am smiling. I'm just grinning from ear to ear. I love this conversation, May. And I love the fact that you are sharing so much positive energy with our listeners so they can move forward. Well, yes. the knowledge, knowledge burst session is simply basically three 
resources and tips that have inspired you that you'd like to share with our listeners. So I'm going to start with this one. I'm excited to ask you, has there been a particular, and pick one, you know, and I, I, I say, you know, think of one particular source that's been inspirational to you. And it can be anything. It could be a movie, a book, a song. I've had people talk about plays or cultural experiences that inspired you to move forward. Well, the song that I love to listen to, especially when I am wanting to make a fresh start, uh, reset my energy or mood and do something uh, really energizing is The Beatles, Here mm. Comes the Sun. Yeah, oh, that's a great one. And there's this great guitar riff right in the beginning, you know, do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. My gosh, my kids would go, Mom, you did not <laughs> I'm so glad you did sing. that. I'm, moving forward, listeners, you got a rendition from May. I love it. <laughs> They're going, hmm, what song was that? Was that Let It Be? <laughs> <laughs> that's an awesome one. I, I, I think that's a great share. May, share a daily practice or habit for prioritizing and managing your time. The, there are, oh gosh, it's hard to pick just one, John. Yeah, well, feel free to, if right. you, I'm going to bend the rules here. If you want to pick a couple, go for it. All right. Well, there, there's, there, there's some questions I ask myself now because I've been taught to ask these questions. I'm a shiny object chaser. <laughs> All right. So to prioritize and be on purpose, I've been taught to ask these two questions of myself. First is, why am I doing this? Mm. And related to that is, how does that align with my mission or purpose? Yeah. Um, All right. So I need to ask that regularly because otherwise I'm off chasing shiny objects or over egging something, you know, doing it to 150% instead of just 100% or even 80%. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, the why and how is this feeding into my purpose? I mean, I think that's a great way to just stay on track. Um, and, and then the other thing that I've been taught by, I belong to this group called Strategic Coach, mm -hmm. which is started by Dan Sullivan, and it is a group for entrepreneurs um, and to help us do our do our work more, more effectively. And he says, never try to do more than three important things in a day. Mm. A fourth is a bonus. Yeah. And again, that's about focusing. You know, right. most entrepreneurs, most of us are, uh, well, most of us like shiny objects, I guess. Yeah, I fall into that category, May. So you've given me two things I need to work on. You know, not checking my emails in the morning and not chase, chasing after shiny objects. I, I've been a little bit better about that one than the uh, checking the email. So that's a great, great share. Oh, good. Well, maybe you can help me on the second one because I'm pretty good <laughs> at the first one now. <laughs> and May, share with our listeners, do you have a favorite app, website, or I'm going to add to this productivity practice that's been a game changer for you? Yeah, I, I do. And it is not an app. And it is actually very old style um, because it's paper. Yeah. And it's yeah. called the self journal. Hmm. And I don't get any affiliate benefit from this. It's just genuinely using this. It's, um, it's uh, if you just Google self journal, I think it comes up. But someone gave this to me as a gift. It's a, I'm reading the front cover of it. It says, a powerful yet simple daily planner to help you optimize your day, tackle your goals, and be happier. And it's created by um, these two people, Catherine Lavery and Alan Brower, who I don't really know. But. So who, how does it work? Can you give our listeners kind of a brief overview of how the self-journal works? 
Yes. So they, uh, the self journal is, uh, a really like a book and you, it, it contains 13 weeks of daily pages. But what you do in the beginning is you set your goal for the next 90 days or the next 13 weeks. And then you break that down into um, more um, uh, milestones. Mm -hmm. So you set your big goal, your result goal, then you set progress milestones, and then you break that down into actions and tasks. And then each day it gives you a calendar, plus it has a place for you to write down your three things that you're grateful for in the morning awesome. and the three things you're grateful for in the evening and then what three wins you want to have and then lessons you've learned. So it's just this really nice one place to um, house all of your thinking and planning and your gratitude. And that's where I journal, actually. That's awesome. And I love the fact that it incorporates what you talked about earlier of, of gratitude and the three things that you're grateful for in the morning and in the evening. So it's great that it, it organizes all of that into one system. Yes. And the other thing I like about it is it's um, 13 weeks. So it's the, you, you do four of these books in a year. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've started to do – even before I had this, I think the reason someone gave it to me as a gift is because I had started what I call 90-day sprints because I find it hard to focus on these things that are three-year goals or five-year oh, goals. You yeah. really have to break it down. And so I um, – again, <clears throat> from my strategic coach um, work, I started realizing that it, if we look at, as entrepreneurs, 90-day cycles, that's just a lot easier for us to get our heads around. And uh, I like the idea of sprinting. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm more, and I run every morning, and I'm much more of a sprinter than I am a long distance runner. So I love the analogy of having the sprints. But more importantly, taking a big goal and just breaking it down into digestible steps and and milestones, as you refer to it, I think that is a great, great system. And that's a great productivity hack that you've shared with our listeners for moving forward. So thank you for those knowledge bursts. Those are all fantastic. You're welcome. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. May we have listeners from all different backgrounds, walks of life in many parts of the world, and some of whom are struggling. They may be stuck in chunk two when they know that they don't want to be in chunk two anymore. They want to be in chunk three, or maybe they feel like by now I should have been in chunk five. And they're having trouble moving forward. They're having trouble getting out of that comfort zone. So what is the one thing that moving forward listeners can start doing today to bring them closer to their next purpose or passion? The one thing I would recommend is to set yourself some experiments. Hmm. So it's to experiment. And maybe I need to explain what that means. Yeah, please do. So I'm a big fan of not betting the farm or betting the store on any one move. 
And especially if you're in a comfort zone, and it's kind of, you know, scary to get out of your comfort zone. So what I like to suggest is to say, well, even if you don't know exactly what it is that you want to do, maybe there are two or three or four things that you think you might want to do next. So just then I, I suggest that you pick the smallest possible step in each of those areas that would move you closer toward exploring that best way forward, Mm. move you closer toward that goal. So something that doesn't commit you, doesn't take a huge amount of time, but it's a small step that you can take just to try on the suit, check it out, see how you feel. It's like dipping your toe in the water. And, And I think that's a good way to start getting out of your comfort zone. You don't send yourself immediately into the panic zone. Just, you go into what um, a, f- a friend and fellow professor at ASU talks about, Manu Ipe um, talks about as the learning zone. Yeah. yeah. So uh, as an example of an experiment, let's say you wanted to, uh, you, you thought you might like to become um, a writer mm-hmm. or but you were doing something else. Well, what would be the smallest step you could take to see if you would actually like writing? Maybe it would be to volunteer to write a little piece for the company newsletter. Or maybe it is um, uh, some, some of us get called by journalists for quotes and things. I actually became friends with uh, one, of the, one of the journalists, or, or friendly, let's say, and um, I offer to do a guest article for their online magazine. And they're always looking for good content. So that might be a small thing you could do to see if you even like writing before you go and start that big blog post and commit yeah. to a weekly blog every every day for, for the or next. I think uh, the self-journal that you shared could also be a great first step too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely. love that. Experiment moving forward, listeners. Dip the toe in the water. I like what May talked about. You don't have to bet the farm. You don't have to, you know, go all in or jump off that cliff, uh, so to speak. You can try different things. You can experiment. And I like the way, May, I love the way you broke that down. The two or three things that interest you, you can start exploring them. And the writing example, I think, is a really good one because I know we have a lot of moving forward listeners who are interested in exploring writing. So I think that's a great, great knowledge share. And, and the one other thing is if you're going to do experiments, I do like the idea of doing two or three at a time. Mm, yeah. Because if you do just one at a time, you're going sequentially yeah. and it's going to just take you longer. So pick smaller things, but do two or three and then you can more quickly figure out whether you like something or not. Absolutely. Because if you stick with one – you maybe I love that because you have that compared you have that comparison if you're doing two or three things at once, one of those may stick out at you and resonate more with you than the other. So I, I like that also as sort of a metric to have when mm. you're engaging your interests. Yes, exactly. May, what is next for you? Well, what's next for me is I'm super excited about this new program that I'm launching right now. And it's called Accelerate Your Career. And it's a step-by-step program to help you make make the next leap forward in your career. And it's all focused on helping people to get to that next level 
faster, more easily, with less pain, and to make sure that you're learning how to position yourself so that you're appreciated, recognized, and rewarded for those valuable contributions that you can make. We were talking about that earlier. And to get back to doing work that's really meaningful and fulfilling and where you can make a difference and feeling that you're achieving and outperforming. It's um, going to be a fantastic opportunity for people to learn not just from my materials, because there is a five-module course, but also to learn from each other. Uh, there will be some some peer aspects of it, and also to learn from me. I'll be um, I'll be offering three weeks to tie into that ninety day sprint we we're talking yeah. about. Opportunity to have um, coaching calls with me and the rest of the group, and uh, I just really want to help people to be better, do more, and make the difference that they're meant to make. Whether you're struggling in your career right now and want to make that next leap or you're doing fine but want to prevent stagnating or or having a uh, plateau it's got a portion where i really help people implement for the next three months so that's tying into the 90-day sprints and um i think it's going to be great i'm 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 really excited about it and helping lots of people. It's like having you as a coach, which is really fantastic. I mean, you're you're there yes. giving them the the breakdown. You're giving them the goals. It's almost like having May Bush as your your accountability coach as well to get you to move forward. I I absolutely love it. Absolutely, and um, I do have a few limited spots for people who do want to work one on one with me. But as you can imagine, it, um, that doesn't scale very well. I can only only and help. so many hours in the day as well. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited about helping people move forward faster and, and um, with less anxiety. I know what it's like to have that anxiety. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Really, really fantastic. And May, how can our listeners learn more about this program and connect with you? I think the best uh, thing to do is to visit my website, which is maybush.com. And on there you'll be able to access the um, information about the course in the program, also about my blog and uh, any other latest information um, that that is um, happening in my world that can help your world. Awesome. I absolutely love it. May, I want to thank you so much for taking time to join us today to talk about your new program and the work that you're doing and to share your wisdom and your knowledge bursts so that our listeners can move forward. Thank you so much. You're welcome, John. It's been really a pleasure. Moving forward, listeners, what an amazing, amazing story. I love the fact that May, who started off with this amazing career as an investment banker, she was chief operating officer for one of the biggest investment banks in the world. And yet she decided she wanted to make that pivot. And I've talked to so many people who say, well, I'm so far into my career. I know I'm not exactly 100% satisfied doing what I do, but what else can I do? Look at what May's doing right now. Use that as inspiration for you to make a pivot in your career. And the best way to do it, I think May really hit it on the head. 
don't be the best kept secret. Building your brand is not just for businesses, big and small, and not just for entrepreneurs and startups. If you are interested in building your career, you have got to focus on your brand. And I love the way May broke that down. I think it's one of the reasons why you know she was able to write the book, Accelerate, and now build a program off of that that's going to help so many people do exactly that, accelerate their careers. And to learn more about May and all of the amazing work that she's doing and all of our extraordinary guests, check us out at bemovingforward.com. Follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. And remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.